how to start? Well, you know, it's just writing. I mean, here's something important to remember about dialogue. Every word matters. No, it doesn't. They're modern. I want to go to this place that I think it needs to go to. The only thing that counts is what you see on the screen. I will write like four or five, six hours a day. And it will be a voice made of ink and rage. Okay, I'm, re I'm really glad you asked me that question. Welcome to episode 413, where I spoke with Charlene Royer, the set woman behind movies like X-Men Days of Future Past and Star Trek Beyond. Charlene got her start as a dancer in Canada, where she was discovered for the film The Adventures of Pluto Nash by stunt coordinator Alan Alany, who's known for Mod Squad and Armageddon, among other films. In this interview, Charlene talks about her list of skill sets as a stunt woman, changes in the industry, the importance of relationships in the business, the importance of rest and boundaries, and why all stunts must be repeatable. This is a special interview associated with my first documentary, Daredevil Society, a series about the history of stunt performers, including everyone from Buster Keaton to Jackie Chan to Zoe Bell to Keanu Reeves. Learn more or become an investor at DaredevilSociety.com. Well, uh, I've been in the movie industry since I was like a little kid. So I started as a dancer, uh, making commercial and, and stuff like that. And um, I grew up in a place uh, uh, called Mont Saint-Hilaire. It's in Montreal, Canada. And uh, the movie industry was starting to boom a little bit. And there was like the first uh, American big budget movie in town called The Adventure of Pluto Nash. And uh, I've been like working a lot like on movie sets, you know, as a standing actress, uh, you know, name it. I, I did it all for many years. And at, at that point, I have been hired as a stand-in to uh, stand in for Rosario Dawson. Mm -hmm. But the movie industry was not really developed, you know, that much in Montreal. So when the stunt coordinator came in town, which is Alan Olney, Mm -hmm. He was looking for a stunt double for her and literally there was not really anyone available, you know, like the right, you know, the right person. So anyways, I received a phone call because he saw my picture on the wall as a stand in and he read all my abilities, you know, which is dancing, athleticism, you know. And I received a phone call and it was like, hi, it's all in all. And he would you like to come and, you know, and I was like. Okay. And my English that time was so, so, so I was just like in shock. And anyway, so bottom line, I went and I met with him and, uh, and, uh, he trained me for six months and he was very kind with me. And all at all time, it was like, if you don't like it, you know, don't worry, I will find somebody else. It's, it's up to you. And I got hooked from that point. And of course I trained from that point on. So yeah, that's how I got in. <laughs> What, what kind of, what was the training like? Was it before that you were doing more like dancing? So they know you're like graceful and agile. And then is it like stage combat or what kind of training was that? Uh, basically, um, because most of the work was wire work, like pretending to be on the moon. So all my abilities of being a dancer and my timing with basically the rigor when they pull you up and you know because you you have to you have to ride the cable you cannot override the cable or you need to be in sync with it so it's all a question of timing 
And also we give me some extra pointer, you know, how the stunt world work. Uh, mm -hmm. What are the roadblocks that I met? Um, I might, you know, um, end up meeting on my on my on my path. Um, he taught me how to drive a car, you know, meaning like um, precision driving, the basic at that point. Uh, and I had no driving involved in that movie, but because I was like new and I was like um, a black woman, obviously, uh, and we can, he, he taught me everything he knew because uh, if you know about a little bit ab about Alan Alany, he was one of the first black stuntmen in the 60s in the business, right? So he was the lead double for the TV show called The Mud Squad back in the days. So he kind of wanted to help out a bit and he, he shared, he was a real mentor. He shared all his knowledge with me. And yes, a little bit of a stage combat, you know, like uh, the angle, how to hit someone and make sure you it's not a miss on camera, you know, the the proper technique and and the etiquette of the work, you know, of the business. So it was really, really, it was an intense six months, but the best six months that I had in my life. And from that point, uh, I continue to push and learn more and more. And I got a few skills, you know, on the way because it's all, it's a, the more well-rounded you are for that business, the better it is for you. Have any of your goals changed like early on where you, I know you did some stunt work like in a uh, double Holly Berry and Pam Greer and a, a few different people. Are you trying to kind of like, I feel like it's changed. You're not really trying to lock on to someone and be with them for a career. You're kind of moving movie to movie and expanding your skill set. How has it changed just in your time in the business? Uh, I, I should say that, you know, from when I started, there was not a lot of actress that I could have double. Right. Mm -hmm. So with the time now, there's multiple, you know, actors that I'm able to double. And so you're not stuck to one person. So you often go with, are you available? It's, it's, it's a freelancing basically. So mm -hmm. it goes with availability and uh, skills. And, um, and we're, I should say that we are not enough right now to cover. Uh, all the 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 work available. It did slow down a bit because, well, times to times, it's a it's a it's always a wave or a cycle or you know. But uh, there's definitely more actress uh, because of the diversity now of of uh, of uh, all the TV shows and movies that we are being provided with. We have more work, so that's why you know, you end up working with someone for a little while and then you jump to the next project, but also the actress, even actors are like us, you know, it doesn't matter if they are A-lister or, you know, they're freelancers. So if they don't work, you don't work. So you need to continue and 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 uh, go to the next jobs. And it's relationship-based as well. You know, there's coordinator that you work very well and then there's other coordinator that you work not that you know the the compatibility is not as well you know as the uh, as great but it's like anything you know human human relationship <laughs> when you first started kind of learning like how to do some of these stunts did it change the way you watched movies did you see things yeah. differently uh, what yeah. are some things that kind of stood out to you uh you know like uh 
oh, I can see that's a standable right there. Right. Or they, they, you know, like that's, oh, I was not able to notice uh, it was a standable there. It's like, it's like uh, I pay attention to little details, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I pay attention on on how it's being done. I pay attention on uh, uh, and the fight stuff, you know, the styles and 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 things like that. Um, yeah, I, I I pay attention to all of this, and and then they went to an extreme that now for me, um, let's say for example, a fight cannot be a fight just to be a fight. You need to have a story in it. Yeah. I want to take a quick break to talk about a special project called Daredevil Society, a documentary series about the history of stunt performers, including everyone from Buster Keaton to Jackie Chan to Zoe Bell to Keanu Reeves. This interview is actually part of the research going into this documentary. If you'd like to find out how you can learn more, watch a special teaser, or even get a producer credit, visit daredevilsociety.com or click the link in the description. Okay, back to the show. It needs to push the plot forward in some way or change the character. Um, What are some misconceptions about doing stunts? I would imagine if you're working on X-Men or Star Trek, you could be pretty busy, but some of these other ones where... It, the movie or show is not known for stunts. It may just be something smaller. Are there are those are you just there for a day or how does that kind of, how does that work? Yeah, it happens. Sometimes you're just there for like, let's say on a TV series, like a, there is like a 10 day shoot. I can be like, it happened. I can be there for like only two days or just a scene because uh, in order to be uh, higher as a stunt double or doing stunts, it's not necessarily uh, like you just said, uh, heavy, uh, very uh, heavy on the stunt side of things. It, it can be just like little things where uh, they don't want the actor to take the risk. Or basically the actor doesn't know how to drive a car. So you're going to be the one driving the car for A to Z for whatever specific reason. Or you're going to be there for moral, moral support just in case of uh, the actor uh, some, you know, like it's a scene where the actor has to run back and forth. And at some point, you know, depending on how many takes and how wide the, the shot is, uh, if the actor need to rest, okay, Charlene, you on, you go and, you know, so it's, it can be from little things to intricate stunts. So it's, uh, we are the security blanket basically for the insurance, the risk taker. <laughs> Um, are there any movies from, are there any uh, stunts from some of the, maybe the more of the action movies you've done, X-Men, Star Trek, Day After Tomorrow, any of those that kind of stand out to you that you could kind of give us some more details about how that stunt played out and some of those aspects? Wow. Uh, it's because there's a few in my mind. There's like a Gattaca where it was like the most stunty show I ever did because I was on every day and literally my body was black and blue <laughs> and um there was a it was um there was moment where we we didn't have necessarily like the budget like to have a descender so it had to be done manually you know when i go down the fence and slide down so it's very hard to stop on the same mark each time right on the on the fence when it's done manually and not with a descender and with the camera to adjust so we had to do that so many times it was so like little details you know and um 
I think we did that like about like 40 times just because to be in sync with the camera. Mm -hmm. But since then, time evolved, but, you know, things change a little bit. So you don't have to deal with little things like that. But that was like a little moment where it was like, um, you know, more difficult on, on the body because of things like that, budgetary reason. But and then there's a other other situation where it was like, um, you know, the best time of, of my life when I was like uh, um, on X-Men, you know, because like you, you see the whole stunt team like together and, and, and the rehearsal time that you spend, you know, with all the co-workers and and uh, the time being put in, you know, to to make things um, safe and, you know, um, presentable for the camera. And the, the World of Warcraft was an interesting one because um, I basically had to learn how to ride a horse. Mm -hmm. And I had I had like a, a few months for that. So um, I had all the uh, the skills required, but the stunt coordinator, uh, which was Tom Strutters, was like, are you willing to learn? Because do you know how to ride horses? And eh, not really. Are you willing to learn? Yeah. So every every week, every day in the morning, because it was like from seven to five, it was like training set, set five, five, uh, five uh, days a week, right? Mm -hmm. Until shooting. So in the morning was horse back riding. And also uh, in the afternoon, it was like uh, fight choreography and, you know, putting all that together and rehearsing some rashes and stuff like that. And I had moments where I was literally doing wire work on horses. That was, that was like a, a great combo, especially when you see like um, uh, the, the main character of Polar Patton where the, where she run and jump on the horse and then the horse goes. So it was like, it was all wire work and then you have to go and it was on a real horse, right? So there's a certain limit where you can go with the horse so you have to stop so otherwise you get <laughs> but, but all that was like, it was like one of the most fun show and learning curve that I had to do. But every show is new. Every stunt is new. Uh, even though if you did something similar Every situation is different, so it's always new. You always deal with new stuff, new, new challenge. Uh, yeah. So when you get hired for a job, you're you're often training for a specific, you know, type of fighting or horseback riding or whatever it is. What do you do in between jobs to stay in shape? Do you have a general workout that you kind of do, or how does that work? Well, I don't drink. I don't smoke. I'm very boring on that level. <laughs> uh, so this is one of my main, my, my main uh, thing, my food. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, yes, the gym. So um, I know our schedule sometimes don't always permit, but when we are between shooting, like you just mentioned, it's a good time to repair ourselves, train and take care of everything. So uh, basically, uh, yes, I will stick a little vacation in there as well, but um, it, uh, it's uh, it's basically the gym. So I do a lot a lot of weightlifting. I do, uh, and I and I, as I get older, I train smart. So it's not about quantity; it's about how I train and what do I do. Mm -hmm. 
So this is what I do. And, and sometimes I will like go and learn skills that I want to improve. So basically, um, at some point in my life, I decided that uh, I wanted to learn the motorcycle skills. So I went, got my license and then bought uh, a supermoto, a dirt bike and a street bike and just, you know, practice, practice, practice. And then at some point I wanted to improve my, um, my driving skills. So, uh, you know, I end up having like a, a stunt car and then, you know, you just find a spot and cones and you practice your skills. So this is, it's all about maintaining and getting more skills in between show. Hmm. Is, what does is like your list look like today? If you could just kind of go through what kind of what your resume looks like in terms of, it feels like uh, you're almost like trying to be a spy. There's so many different things you have to know. <laughs> what, well, like, um, like example for, for example, my day today have you, then when we're done, I have to hit the gym to, to, to fit that in my schedule. And now because I'm, I'm jumping into the coordinating uh, seat mm -hmm. as well. I have a production meeting afterwards that I need to assist to be, you know, involved in and, and make sure we discuss about what they want for stunts. And it's a zombie movie. So what kind of kill they want, uh, you know, what can we do? How many stunt can we hire and stuff like that? So this is it. Uh, that That's going to be my day. And then after that, going through some bookings and, you know, who's available and who can do this, that and the other thing. But yes, training is always involved and I still perform. So, you know, at some point I will end up like for this week having fitting and, you know, and, and so on. So it's a, it's a busy day. Um, you can easy end up doing a 24 seven, but uh, I kind of um, train myself to put the boundary like a, a certain time is just I, I'm done. Yeah. Or on the weekend, I just limit the <laughs> the communications. Right. Um, what what part of being a stunt coordinator kind of surprised you? Are you actually reading the screenplays, or are you more talking to the director? And like, what are some things that people may not know about being a stunt coordinator? As a, the, a stunt coordinator is is very. Um, that's a part that I really like. Uh, it, and also it can be a little bit more stressful than being a performer because you're responsible for everybody else's safety. Mm -hmm. And uh, you need to learn um, to work more than ever as a team because it's not about uh, you know it all. You cannot know everything. So it's about having putting a team together and then think together about those stunts and uh and it's it's like being a director you manage like make sure like everything is covered we have the mats we have the safety form being done uh we, you know and so on and you work with all the department so basically um you're going to deal with the director uh, wondering what he wants you know uh, what he want to see and then you're going to have the producer telling you well you can do this but not that because of the budget and then you're going to work with location to make sure you have everything you need on that location you know and uh and also like uh, uh, if the stunt is really uh, extreme like ambulance medic you know and so on uh costume you're going to deal with them a lot because you know uh 
we 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 cannot deal with synthetic fabric when we do like fire burn or mm. you know things like that or it's uh, going to be water work you know you don't want your actors to so you you have to cover ground <laughs> you have to work like this with everybody and uh and even like um set deck you know uh because sometimes you you need to um your equipment and you know need to be in place and to like uh if i have like i need a crane you know is is the the ground over there going to be able to uh, am, I, am, am i allowed to on the location to put this there you know so there's it's it it's a lot it's a, a teamwork mm. way more than just performing it's a big right. or- orchestra <laughs> What are so the documentary you were in also they they you, you've are you've also said in your early in your career there were less jobs for women even less so for minority women one thing they mentioned in the documentary is that if you think about like Batman he's covered in armor almost where Wonder Woman's barely wearing any clothes um, what are some other issues for women performers that the guys don't have to worry about you just said <laughs> <laughs> nowhere to put pads nowhere to protect yourself. Because uh, you know, even like if you grab any 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 jobs, you know, like any character, the guy is gonna wear like maybe like t-shirt and and pants or long sleeve, but the lady's gonna end up like in a tank top, you know, and in a skirt and high heels, and yeah, and she do a stair fall, he push her down the staircase. <laughs> Where do you put the pads? <laughs> that's the that's the difference and also like something like uh, no one thinks about because it's more personal but like uh, i hope you're not shy but women get periods right so oh yeah you're only there with an harness and a and a costume that you cannot take it off yourself 12 hours in it great so you know things like that yeah it's uh it's it's but at the same time, it's uh, it it we we find ways and we get creative. Um, like for example, when I end up not uh, having long sleeve and stuff like that, I manage to, you know, um, use big huge band aids, right? So I put the little gel pad and the band aids, and I have makeup like making it the same color of my skin tone. Et voila! So you get creative like that. Have all stunts gotten safer? Um, like I heard one time, if you got hit by a car or if you rolled on the stairs, you pretty much had to do that. Um, is everything just as difficult as it always been? Have things kind of gotten safer? What's some of the most difficult stunts today? Well, it 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 it, it evolved. Uh, everything evolved. So, for example, um, car hit evolved. There's a good old car hit where the car goes like you know a certain like slow speed and i'm thinking in click but in 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 uh, the states it's in miles so in in click like you don't you don't go more than 25 right anyways so you you do it practical and there's other ways where you can do it with wire work and plate shot or a half a half uh, car hit so there's evolution because of the technique of shooting we we're getting better right but any stunts should be repeatable we are not daredevil this is the misconception of stunt people they think that we're just like uh, um you know uh, crash test dummies no 
it has to be repeatable. There is risk. We get hit. We, we, you know, we have to be tough, but it has to be repeatable. So that's, that's the myth. So everything is calculating. It's calculated risk. So I think we're getting better at this. Um, there's a thing that I, that I see like, uh, air ram, um, I don't see that being used very much anymore because wire work took over, right? Um, high falls, you know, on big airbags too. So it's like because of the business evolve and the green screen and everything. So they don't do those things the same way anymore. You don't, you know, so it's getting safer in that sense. But it's still a big risk because, you know, anything can happen. You, you never, it, we did, it's your physical integrity, you know, a hit is a hit. Right. <laughs> a fall is a fall, you know, a burn is a burn. Anything can go wrong, but, you know, um, and, and also there's a thing that uh, production are getting very good at now that um, is because, before we were always rushed, right? Okay, we have five minutes to, you know, like at the end, keep the sun for the end of the day. Now they're taking the time to do it. Now mm. coordinators are putting their foot down. No, we need that much time to do this one, you know. Uh, now we are being more uh, firm with uh, skills, mm. right? So, uh and and because there was like a thin line that we were walking, you know, at some point with okay, um, diversity versus skills. So now we have to go through a, a, a process where if you cannot have the proper ethnicity for a a, a, a stunts or a, a gag, well, you show that I checked this one, this one, this one. It's not available. So now I have to go to and have it approved by the actors, the production and uh, unions and all that. And so we don't want to repeat, you know, like accident that happened in the past because we overlooked the scales or stuff like that. So right. everybody is working together. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, we'll just do one more. Um, if you were kind of starting over today or any advice you might give to someone trying to break into the industry, uh, I mean, find a mentor would be, would be good, but anything else that stands out to you? I, you know, now that I am in the seat um, of coordinating, I would say be well-rounded. Like uh, uh, there is attitude also. For, for me, it plays. I'd rather use someone who's going to put the time in and get good than use someone who is already super good but have a huge ego because sometimes it's like we're not saving life, right? We're working in the movie industry to create entertainment. So my, my thing, it will be train well um do martial arts if you can. Um, also, it's like gymnastic, a basic will be great and and learn skills. Never learn to never stop learning new skills. It, 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 you know, we can talk an hour hours for this because <laughs> I saw I saw so many so many things, but it's it it's uh it's really the the training and the good attitude for me. It's 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 a basic. It's a base. 
the the rest will will follow but and never lie about your skills mm. never lie about your skills it's just going to play against you thanks so much for tuning into the show before you take off i want to give you a free gift I'm giving you my first book, Ink by the Barrel, for free. That's the digital download and audiobook at brockswinson.com. Inside this book, you'll learn how to annihilate writer's block by embracing Elizabeth Gilbert's playful trickster mentality. You can learn to weaponize your anxiety with Kevin Kelly's different is better approach. And learn how to defend your time with Ryan Holiday's calendar anorexia mindset. There's just a few other ideas in the book, Ink by the Barrel. It's also based on over 400 interviews I've done right here on Creative Principles. So go steal that book right now, Ink by the Barrel, to learn how to be a prolific writer. You can get your copy that's digital download and audiobook at brockswinson.com, B-R-O-C-K-S-W-I-N-S-O-N.com. And if it's your first time here, thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Make sure to hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode.